Good afternoon and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is the 23rd of March, 2022. Midterm elections are just a few months away in November. We'll see what happens then. In the meantime, I wanted to talk a little bit about the 2020 election. Surprise, right? There's two things I want to talk about it. One, to be very, uh, to be very clear about certain things about that, okay? First one, um, the Attorney General under Donald Trump, uh, William Barr, has come out uh, with a new book, and so he's making the rounds, and he's talking about quite a few things. He's talking about the fact that that when Joe Biden lied, and those are Bill Barr's words, not mine, uh, during the debates about how the Hunter Biden laptop story, which of course has also come out recently in the news, how that was just a uh, Russian disinformation piece, he was very disturbed by it. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, he was he was he was not happy that Joe Biden was so quick to lie now. Why anybody would be surprised at that? This is somebody who, uh, one, he's been a plagiarizer for years, too. He's uh, always been a gaffe machine, but he doubled down and tripled down on this whole Hunter Biden thing. And remember, by the way, just for a point of reference, you know, you can frame all of uh, Biden's administration from this prism. Hunter Biden is the smartest man that Joe Biden knows. So you think about all those people in his administration, and none of them are as smart as the crackhead. But anyway, sorry about that. We also have the fact that that the reason that that story, the Hunter Biden laptop story in 2020 was squashed or rather the justification was you had some 50 former intelligence people uh, sign a letter essentially saying that it has the appearances of Russian disinformation. Now, none of those people, of course, are commenting much now, except for one, uh, James Clapper, who pointed out to a paragraph in the letter where it said, do we know whether this is information or Russian disinformation? No, we do not. But we do know the Russians are capable of this. Now, you know, the Democrats, of course, have come a long way from um, Ted Kennedy and the uh, uh, U.S. Senator of Massachusetts begging the Russians to come to their party's aid when Reagan was in office running for re-election in 84 uh, to now where even though their side takes tens of millions of dollars indirectly in the climate change and now is enforcing Russia's uh, uh, Russia's uh, energy policy by shutting down our energy policy you have all of these spy people who who put a little caveat in their letter, 
But this letter was used as justification by the mainstream media to not report on the Hunter Biden story that was first uh, first put out by the New York Post. How big media also squashed um, the New York Post, uh, Twitter in particular, um, essentially, so that that you know that their account was suspended for a critical time period. When uh, it would have made a difference, and, and in fact, Bill Barr goes on in his in his uh, his discussion to point out that that uh, had it not been for media squashing the story, had it not been for the justification of all these intelligence gurus essentially saying that the story was probably Russian disinformation, that Donald Trump would have won. Now, you have, in one hand, you know, perhaps Trump, Trump was a liar, there's no question that, he's a politician, and so when do politicians lie? They only, lies on, they only lie on days that end in why. But why anybody would think that Joe Biden would be any more honest, this is somebody who's made a career of lying and slamming other people. Why anybody would think that would be any different is is just beyond me. Now, I did say that there were two things that I wanted to talk about in regards to the um, 2020 election, and in particular how the, the election is kind of targeting in on on uh, the 2022 election. And so uh, Congressman Mel Brooks is, uh, Mo Brooks, I'm sorry, not Mel Brooks, the great, uh, uh, the great producer, actor, director. But uh, uh, Congressman Mo Brooks, who supports Trump's uh, type agenda, Uh, has lost the endorsement of Trump. And this is something that should be very concerning to the Republicans. Remember, Republicans have an uncanny way of, of snapping, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. And so Trump is out. Trump withdrew his endorsement because Congressman Brooks essentially referred to the uh, election fraud as a scam. Now, I'm not prepared to go there, but I'm not somebody that's in Congress. But what's disturbing to me is that Donald Trump wants to sit and wallow in the 2020 election when we need to say that's over, it's done. We can talk about irregularities. We can fix those in, in state legislatures as well as by keeping this bogus uh, federal law from becoming a law, the voter screw the state act. I mean, that's how that's how we ensure that 
what happened in 2020 doesn't happen because again, whether or not there is fraud, there's, there is some evidence of fraud, whether that evidence is sufficient to uh, overturn the election is unclear. But what is clear is that had states followed their statutes, followed the law, we would probably not have President Biden today. Don't give me the fact that the courts didn't want to hear it. The courts didn't want to. The courts could have heard it. They could have done something about it. But they did not want to be seen as stepping, wading into election issues. However, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court did rule that that the statute was itself was unconstitutional, let alone what the executive branch of the Pennsylvania government did above the statute. So never mind that. For Trump to be able to swing anybody, and he won't. He's a very polarizing figure. He would probably be best to just stay out of 2024. Whether he think whether he's capable of doing that or not, I don't know. But he really does need to stay out of it. And what he certainly needs to do is he needs to stop talking about the election being stolen. The election is over. It's done. Joe Biden is making moderates, uh, moderate Republicans, moderate Democrats, uh, independents everywhere, have serious buyer remorse over pulling the lever for Biden. And the one thing that Trump needs to stop doing is cancel out that remorse. Again, it's over and it's done. Move on. And Mr. Trump, please, please, please stay out of this. Be a rallying cry for 2022 and 2024. Do not, please, mention 2020. It is likely that that your idiocy in Georgia cost the Senate. Now, let's see where we are time-wise, shall we? Let's go ahead and take a break. I'll be right back, and we'll talk about some uh, uh, more fun and exciting things. Right back. And welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here and listening. I wanted to talk about the, um, the judge that is currently being... Um, interviewed or uh, testifying before the Senate in her confirmation hearings. Katanji Brown Jackson. Now, she has been rightly questioned, in my view, on several issues, but of course, If you attack her or even bring up things that are uncomfortable, then you're a racist. 
Now we're talking, we're hearing, of course, what a diverse choice this is. Um, she's black, she's a woman, but otherwise, I mean, she could be, she could be uh, Justice Breyer. As far as her, you know, what matters when it comes to, to opinions and legal theory. You know, she's just run-of-the-mill, progressive. Well, she's actually overtly progressive. It's, uh, and the funny thing is, is she's trying to uh, push back on stuff that is actually in her record. Now, as a reminder, when it comes to the Supreme Court hearings, it was the confirmation hearings of Judge Bork, Robert Bork, that was ultimately uh, shot down um, by the Democrats in the Senate. They voted against him. He uh, was really, in, it was in reality, the last Supreme Court judicial nominee to answer questions of the, uh, you know, policy questions and legal opinions. He freely gave those, and that's what uh, did him in. I would even add further that uh, then Senator Joe Biden, on preparation for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's testimony uh, for the confirmation hearings, that he told her specifically that she did not need to discuss any issues that might be coming up before the Supreme Court, which is pretty much anything. And so that's the model that we have today. We have people who are unelected, who the Democrats see as a super legislature that can overrule the will of the people. They don't have to offer up anything as to how they would see certain things. And, and how far does this go? Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn of uh, Tennessee, I believe, asked uh, Judge Kentanji Brown-Jackson about her view of of um, the definition of a woman. And of course, she would not define that. And this is all in regards to, and in fact, uh, Senator Blackburn uh, did say that, uh, use the example of Leah Thomas, who is a man, well, physically is a man, biological male, Competing in women's swimming, dominating the 500 meter. She's the national champion. 462nd ranked swimmer as a man, number one ranked as a woman. And the judge couldn't answer any questions. Now, here's why this is important. In fact, she couldn't even, she would not even offer up a definition as to what a woman was. And here's why that's important. You see, there are laws, federal laws, governing 
women's sports. I mean, Title VII, Title IX, and the Civil Rights Act, these were, these were all written specifically to provide an outlet and equal access by women to scholastic sports, college, high school, etc., because women, you know, if they had to compete against men just as a single category of, you know, college collegiate swimming, very unlikely that there'd be any women even competing anywhere. And that is goes across the board, whether it's swimming, weightlifting, basketball, um, softball, baseball. Yes, there there might be every now and then one that pops up. But Title IX provides a, a safe and equal opportunity for women to compete. And now that's threatened because if somebody can... If there is no clear definition, which the judge refused to provide, then how do you adjudicate a Title IX case or a Title VII case? See, that's kind of important. She refused to comment on it. She also backtracked very quickly on the fact that a post that she just recently had where she discussed extensively critical race theory and social justice and equity and all that other BS. That she had anything to do with any of that. That she really didn't you know, they, we're not teaching this or that or the other. Why is it that that these people when the light is shown on what they're doing head for the hills and pretend why is it that they are not proud of their achievements? Why don't they make a critical argument over why they're doing what they do to me that's an important question and judge katanji brown jackson ran from it wanted nothing to do with it democrats on the committee accused republicans of being racist sexist fill in the blank Why is it that somebody who openly espouses certain principles will not stand up for them? I mean, it's like the administration. They wanted to get high, high gas prices. They didn't realize that people would be so mad about it. I don't know why they didn't realize that. Well, I do. I mean... Hunter Biden's the smartest man that Joe Biden knows. And so that's who you have running all the departments 
of the Biden administration is people who are not as smart as Hunter Biden. Actually, that explains more and more, but I'm not done talking about Ketanji Brown Jackson. Senator Kennedy, by the way, if you want to watch, uh, you know, if you enjoy watching uh, give and take at various uh, hearings, Senator Kennedy from Louisiana is amazing to watch. And so he was asking uh, Judge Brown Jackson about life when it begins. And, of course, she's, she pulls the I'm no biologist thing. And so he takes a different tack and says, all right, at what point in pregnancy does a baby receive equal treatment under the law. Okay. Now, to me, that's not a question of biology. That's a real-life question. Somebody kills a pregnant woman, frequently that person is charged with two murders. Do you understand uh, from that perspective why it would be important to have an understanding of at what point does the baby have equal protection? And of course, this is something that liberals and progressives, progress, I shouldn't say liberals, progressives won't ever talk about it. Because to them, until you take that baby home from the hospital, it's not a baby. And probably a lot of them, even then, is a little bit suspicious or suspect. So, a very relevant question that uh, Senator Kennedy asked, and she didn't have an answer. Any answer. She didn't even pull the famous, this is something that might come up before the courts. So I'm not going to comment because I'm a coward. And in reality, that's what they all are. If they can't answer a basic legal question, then they have no business sitting on any court. None. I'm sorry, if they won't answer is what I should say. Not if they can't, because they perfectly well can. In the meantime, war goes on in Ukraine. I, of course, mentioned uh, the last episode about uh, how we are uh, contributing to the damages in that country and the cost to rebuild it whenever it's over and done, if there's anything left to rebuild. 
by sending weapons. Not only that, but we are are potentially contributing to the potential use of chemical, biological, or even battlefield ta tactical nuclear weapons. Putin doesn't get his way. The question is, can they, can the Russians be certain that the West would not respond to one of those attacks? But the reason I want to talk about it is there's a lot of things about Ukraine. I mean, we can, we can applaud the heroism of everything that's going on there, but we also want to point out if you're a male between 18 and 60, that you were not permitted to leave the country, but that you had to stay and fight. So overnight, every male over 18 was essentially drafted into the Ukrainian army. If we talk about the Russian army being conscripts, well, you know, now you've got a bunch of conscripts that don't even have the the recent basic training or maybe base. I don't know if they have draft or not, but now they've all been drafted. Now... Their training is live on the battlefields of the cities and across the country. But did you know that President Zelensky outlawed opposition parties in Ukraine? Did you know that he has shut down television stations that have offered opposing views. to what the current narrative is. Does that sound like democracy to you? Now, of course, we know that Abraham Lincoln uh, enacted similar things. We know, of course, that FDR, you know, he rounded up all the Japanese Americans. And of course, Woodrow Wilson in World War One, you know, made it very difficult for people who were of German descent. He didn't round them up and put them in concentration camps. At least I don't think so. But I mean, you know, Wilson was pretty evil, so he very well may have. Oh, and the Supreme Court, you know, if you remember, the Supreme Court did uphold the Japanese concentration camps. Just FYI, when you're sitting there talking about how how um, the Supreme Court is so important, just remember, you know, they don't think blacks have any rights and that Japanese Americans, it's okay to round them up and put them in concentration camps. Anyway, Ukraine, Zelensky may have been elected, but if you remember, he was elected simply because the U.S. did not like the um, administration prior that was cozying up to Putin. That's how the winds change in Ukraine. It's how they change in Georgia, not Georgia the state. Georgia, the nation that used to be part of the Soviet Union. 
Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Um, the uh, democracy in Ukraine, the government of Ukraine, was corrupt. Was corrupt before Zelensky, is corrupt under Zelensky, and now Zelensky is, uh, well, he's doing what dictators do. During, and they use the time of war as a premise. And just think about that, because think about what people in this country would do. They're trying to do it anyway, even without war here. If you talk about Ukraine in a negative manner at all, you're a Russian shill. You're a Putin supporter. The views have even gone so far to say that, you know, we need to have hearings. You know, people that, that express these kind of opinions need to be rounded up and investigated. Never mind that they just yesterday said, oh, hey, uh, they're putting Katanji Brown-Jackson through McCarthy-like hearings. Funny, they were okay with that for people who expressed opposition to the narrative that Ukraine was all saintly and good. And now they're back, right back at it as if that never happened. People, we need to be careful about what's going on. And just one little tidbit before I close. Uh, they're talking about interest rates. While interest rates have gone up, Jerome Powell has uh, indicated that it's going to be a pretty steep curve upwards on interest rates here on out. There's a way to stop inflation or slow inflation without painful interest rate hikes. But it will never happen, not under Democrats and not under Republicans either. So Republicans, shut up. If government would simply spend what they bring in, or, heaven forbid, spend less than what they bring in, That would reduce the government's impact on the G GDP. That would reduce the amount of money flowing. Would there be a contraction? Look, no matter what happens to, to get rid of inflation, it's going to be painful. If we get back, were to get back to more constitutional government, you know, who should feel the most pain? Perhaps it's the government that should feel the pain because, you know, in 2008, 2009, government didn't feel the pain, government employees. On the state levels they did, except for some of the bailouts that were given uh, from the Obama administration. But the federal government didn't. And perhaps it's time to deal with that. Perhaps it's time that we mind our own business as individuals and as a nation. It's the Snake River Lib.